You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! off, Don. That's why you can't hear it. I only, only got the headphones on until the doctor rings in, Dr. Ben. So we're, we're waiting for him to ring in. When well, we do, we'll put him to air. Now, this, here's a, I was about to mention this. This is a light-hearted topic, Don, but this is true. A New Zealand couple have been awarded $1,400 as compensation for having to sit for 13 hours next to a farting dog on a plane coming from overseas. For 13 hours they put up with this dog who is obviously a comfort animal or some bullshit. Therapy. Therapy dog. Wasn't a therapy dog. It was just a Dalmatian that people just bought into the cabin that farted the whole way Do you know what Dalmatians were bred for? They're carriage dogs. Do you realise that? And they've got a great affinity with horses. And they would run in front of the horse in ancient, in English times when they had carriages and they would frighten the foxes. So if a fox ran in front of the horse when it was pulling the carriage, it would shy and probably upset and turn the carriage over. So these Dalmatians used to run in front, scare all the vermin, so the horses wooden shy, bork or whatever else and they've got a great affinity for some reason with Don't horses. Crawl, come over here. Hmm. What's that got to do with farting dogs on a plane, Don, please? You said it was a Dalmatian. Why isn't his things coming up? Please, the technician. Bars. Why wasn't his bars coming up? Speak again, Don. Say, so what has that got to do with farting? You said Dalmatian was well. farting on the plane, so I gave you the reason why Dalmatians are bred. You're so ignorant about general knowledge. I'm not interested in what Dalmatians You are only interested before. in your very insular. I was you live in that little bloody unit. I was asking you a question about would you like to sit next to a farting dog... You mentioned that the dog was a Dalmatian. Who gives a fuck what the dog was? Would you like to sit on a plane for 13 hours next to a farting dog and have your whole of your nice in-flight food and drinks tainted by the fucking aroma that comes out the arse of a Dalmatian? Uh, Dom, they, they put them up the back of the plane, they relocated them, uh, the, the, steward, the, in, the flight attendants. But what about the other people who had no other seats to go to? And what, how ignorant and how ill-bred would you have to be to take a dog onto a plane? If you can't do without your fucking dog for an airplane flight, fair income, get a life. Uh, why, how pathetic. You're a cat person, you wouldn't appreciate people who've got feelings for dogs. I, 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 if you have a feeling In fact, you came down, you couldn't even pat the horse last week. Have, you were so awkward. Having a feeling for He's a dog a has got toe. nothing to do with taking an animal onto a plane. Dog, You're lizard, not an gecko, person. snake. You I are mean, just not, pathetic. You, you, you lack something. It is absolutely that pathetic. That might be the problem with you. Uh, so, yeah. so while we're waiting for uh, the doctor to ring in... Jeez, um, I hope he rings in. Well, let, so... Would you think that you would? Uh, so we've done the woman about the um, we've done the woman about the um, 
fucking uh, spitting. Have you ever seen anything more reprehensible? How can that slag of a woman? Oh. How can that slag of a woman, Don, be still employed by the university? Uh, and how she's not arrested and uh, in behind bars at the minute, waiting for a court appearance, is beyond me. It is. Imagine being one of her pupils. Imagine, imagine that and you're getting the exam wrong or something. Family. Uh, um, so, so, um, so any go on Thursday night, seven thirty, the footy show. Yep. They're doing a grand final special. Yep, they are. are Do you know yep. about that, Don? No. Did you ever go on the footy show, Channel Nine? Was that you? Yes, I did. You did once. Help made twice. it great, Don. Help you did. You help made it great. Uh, actually, so Channel Nine were very good hosts. Actually, there's a yeah. difference in the way they approach compared to Channel Seven. I having worked for two different mm, stations, because they're professionals, Don. They <laughs> fucking hell, Jesus, seriously, fuck me, <sighs> Jesus, never fucking this is so shit. <laughs> did it's you watch so it? Did you happen to watch the football last week, Friday or Thursday? Yes. Yes, whatever. A couple of things came out of it. One is the Saturday game. Why was it on at 20 past five on Saturday evening, afternoon? Oh, for fuck's sake, Don. Turn the phone <laughs> off. What's wrong with you, man? Will you shut up? New oh, phone. Jesus H. Christ. Turn no, it don't off. Don't blaspheme. Well, turn it off. Here he is. Thank God. Right. Thank Here we God. Go. Here we go. Uh, hello, hello. Where am I? So, Jesus Christ, there's <laughs> something here. Roadcast? Don't Hello? jump. Hello. 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 Here we go. Can you hear Stop. us? Yes, did you say, where are you? No, where, no. Oh, Sue is, where are you? Uh, we're filming this. We're filming this only just to see if it's a trial run. And Sue is crawling around on her hands and knees. I said, I don't, oh, think, well. I don't think it matters that the cameras are on, but we've got you on air. And Doc, thank you so much. Can the for Doc speak? Thank you so much for joining us. Now, Doc. Thank you so much. And um, is Sue is Sue really on her hands and knees? She was. Yep. She was. What are you okay. doing, Don? Don't touch the fucking. Equipment. Lucky she's so flexible. Doc, you've been in the industry for quite a while. We're interviewing um, prospective uh, producers, and we've got a fellow from Sydney. Do you know you're quite across? You're across the media in Sydney. He says he does. Yes, I am. Yeah. A uh, James Willis. Oh, don't be stupid. Don. James Willis is joining the podcast. Well, we need a producer. This is Don trying mm. to be edgy and let's shut the. F well, look, I can tell you that James is an award-winning producer who's worked with me for three years and Alan Jones for nine years before that, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he was facing, you know, head-hunting opportunities from a range of other media outlets, including Doc. you. Cannot be serious, Doc. Now, Doc, let's. So I, I, I had a, had, had said some things last week, which you, uh, we've had a very sensible exchange of disagreement between uh, what I said last week and uh, exchange of texts. And I'm so glad you've come on, and you can tell me what you made of uh, the week and uh, what I said, and uh, we will take this on board because we value your uh, opinion. Okay, so this is what I texted Sam after Sam made comments suggesting that we should boo the welcome to country and I'm going to quote from my text message I said Sam I'm sure you don't need to hear it from me but I wanted to share my thoughts for what it's worth I think the reason you faced condemnation is because 
It's not a fair or reasonable way to make a point. The person who has been hired to conduct the ceremony is just doing their job and trying to work for a living. Why should that individual face public embarrassment just for doing their job? Sometimes these ceremonies involve kids or older people. Are you going to boo them too? That's why the suggestion is shitty. You're going to have some poor sucker copping at Deluxe when they're just turning up for work. That's not fair to them. That's why it's an offensive idea. Imagine it was your son or your mum up there. To put it in footy terms, don't blame the player, blame the game. The player doesn't make the rules. We should be able to debate the issue, and it's reasonable to do so. Even Noel Pearson reckons the welcome is being overdone in some situations. Let's talk about it. We don't need to scream about it. I'm sure you won't be taking a backward step because that is your style, but I'd encourage you to reflect on the poor individual on stage who's just turned up for work. If you see it from their point of view, you may have a change of heart. Yes, and um, and I, I was I appreciated uh, your your opinion, and I think I, without reading the text I sent back to you, we had a uh, just a, an area of um, slight disagreement, and I and I'm I didn't say this in the text, but I'm saying it to you now, that, um, that there's unintended consequences or collateral damage with all this, and I noticed I noticed a man called Ian Ian Hunter, who is an Indigenous man who is part of the Welcome to Country ceremony giving and gets paid to do it and I heard him speaking and he said about he was asked about my what I said and he said um, uh, yeah Sam Newman shot from the hip about it but he said uh, and he said exactly what you're saying he, uh, if people start booing you'll have uh, different people who have different political views of this will might start into a brawl and it'll, it'll be a nasty incident at the football and I take that on board but uh, the, uh, he said he thought it was completely overdone uh, this man said the welcome to country was overdone but he get out he gets asked to do it and he gets paid to do it so he does it and I said well the my point is that it's not the people doing it I'm trying to do out of a job they shouldn't be in a job in the first place because the AFL and all the other do-gooding woke virtuous bullshit people with feigned indignation just keep pushing it doc and that's why when you're having these conversations it's important to aim at the people at the top uh, the people who make the decisions to do these things as opposed to the, the person who's just turning up on the day. And I, like, I was just worried because I started imagining I've been to some of these things before and you might have someone up there who's a grandmother or you might have a kid up there who's part of it as well. And I was just picturing someone facing loud boos and I just didn't think that would be fair to them and for them to be treated as collateral damage. But yes, tell I me, take Sam, that did, on board, Doc. I take that on tell, board. Tell me, Sam, did they boo? Well, so you've—they uh, didn't. But do you know what they did do? For the first, so they didn't listen to you. For the first, what did you say? So they didn't listen to you. On the contrary, doc. See, now this is this is how uh, people. Uh, this is how you you misrepresent what went on. Did you watch the? Uh, you might, wouldn't have. Did you see the Brisbane Carlton game at the start? No, I didn't. No. no. Well, uh, let me tell you. We've just played. There was a man up there who dispensed with the welcome to country, but he said, we are all one people, we are all from different tribes, and what about everyone sings out this in the crowd? Aussie, 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 
oi, oi, oi. And the whole crowd joined in. Now, that has never happened before at any football game or any uh, function I've been to uh, when Welcome to Country's been on. He, dis- he, was, he was regaled in his um, Aboriginal dress and he had, was, had body paint on him and Aboriginal art all over him and his face was painted. And he did not do Welcome to Country. He asked people to join in the catch cry, Aussie, 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 Oi, 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 because we are all one people. Now, do you think that would, might have happened because of uh, the, the week's publicity? No, probably not. But oh, really? I did see, I did see what he did, and I thought it was fantastic. And I've seen so did I. some of them before as well, where I've gone along to functions and people do it really well. Uh, and I've seen other ones where you're just thinking to yourself, "Why are we going over this time and time again?" And Noel Pearson has even made that point. He's one of the architects of the Voice. He's been one of our most recognisable Indigenous leaders for decades. And he says, look, when you're having a a meeting or a conference, you know, you have the welcome at the start and then 16 speakers get up and they all feel like they've got to acknowledge as well. And that's that's where you're diluting the, the meaning of the whole thing. But if I can bring in Don, because I did detect, Don, that when I was listening back to last week's podcast that I was not a part of, when Sam was making these comments, you, you seemed to be pushing back on him a little bit, Don, were you? Well, he does tend to uh, get a little um, <laughs> emotional and irrational. And uh... Well, tell so you didn't agree with me, the doc's asking you. You didn't agree with me, Don, is that right? The doc's asking you that? No, well, Don never agrees with you, and that's his right, because he's his own person. He's got his own fan base. There are millions of people out there who just love Don. Well, ask him again, Doc. Ask him, did he agree with what I said or not? No, I, I want to ask him something else if I can. Don. <laughs> Don't take Jeff, over the show. We're going to have a blue. Okay, Jeff Motley, who's passed away at the age of 88, a legend of AFL football. Now, I, I don't know a lot about Jeff Motley, but I've been reading this morning about his death, and there's something about this that blows me away. He played 258 games for Port Adelaide from 1953 to 1966. He captained Port Adelaide for eight seasons, three years as captain and coach, and this is the thing that knocked me for six. He won nine premierships with the side. Now, would there be any other AFL players, and I'm sure that you don't have the statistics book in front of you, that would be able to claim nine premierships? No, it's a big effort. And I do remember Jeff Modley. I was at high school and we had an exchange trip with Henley High School and we went to watch Port Adelaide play. And I do remember this very solidly built man who had bandy legs. And uh, that's one of my things. It's As a young person growing up, you remember certain things. But we I don't know who they were playing, but it was definitely Port Adelaide because they had a unique Guernsey that I'd never seen before. Uh, it's called the Prison Bar Guernsey. But uh, he was a very, very good player. But the other thing is Port Adelaide are an exceptionally strong team and club and they've got an amazing following in Adelaide. Is Collingwood going to win the Premiership? It's up for any buy. I don't know uh, because I've watched both sides. Um, I would have liked to have seen GWS get in because I like their style of play, but uh, they play a similar game, and I think it's a game of luck the way they play it now. Whoever can get the ball, shoot it out, and if there's players on the outside of the pack and they take advantage of it, uh, the way the game was played last week, Brisbane were so far behind Carlton, yet they got back in. So it's a bit of a... 
whoever can win the ball yes, at the particular yes. time. Can I can I can I share with you guys a, a nice little story of goodwill before Sam then takes over again, as is his right <laughs> no. as the senior member of the podcast. I only can want I just to ask share you a with question. You? That's all. Yeah, can I just share this yes, really quickly? Go ahead. I, there's a, there's a, a mate of mine by the name of Colin who is a baker who works at our local bakery where I live in Sydney. It's called Maggio's Bakery. And he's in there early in the morning and he's just one of these people. You know, you meet those people and go, he's just a good bloke. So anyway, he's a Collingwood fan. He's lived in Tasmania and New South Wales, never lived in, in Victoria, never been to the MCG, right? But he loves the pies. Every member of his family loves the pies. So his boss came to me and said, look, I know they're impossible to get these grand final tickets, but if there's any way of tracking them down, we'll buy them for him, we'll fly him to Melbourne, we want to do something special for him because he's such a legend. So I thought to myself, what can I do? So Jeffrey Brown, who is the chairman of Collingwood, I wrote to him and I said, hi, Jeff, I can only imagine how many blow-ins are trying to get grand final tickets, so feel free to ignore this. But I'm trying to buy two general admission tickets for a mate who's a die-hard Collingwood fan. I'm only trying to help because the bloke is a first-class human. His boss is wanting to shout him a grand final experience. He's worshipped the club his whole life. As I said, no expectations on my end. At least I can say I had a crack. He wrote back, Ben, Ali from Collingwood will contact you with two tickets to the grand final, both courtesy of Collingwood. Wow, so, Colin... Colin flies out tomorrow with his son. He's going to the MCG for the first time. And Collingwood is going to win the grand final this weekend because Colin, the Collingwood fan, is going to be there for the first time in his life. But isn't that nice? I recorded a video of us breaking the news to Colin. And then I sent it to Jeff Brown. And he goes, mate, he goes, they're the kind of people that we love. And that's why we're going to win this weekend. Well, could I just go on with a little footnote here? There's a well, are you allowed? Because Sam wanted to say something. <laughs> I know are you he's allowed? Shitty. He's very shitty I'm that you shitty. and I are talking. Not at all. He's mm. not included. But there's an uproar because the football clubs here go for membership, and Collingwood have well over a hundred thousand members. Now, when you take out all of the, uh, well, I suppose all the tickets that are given away, it's why do you become a member of a football club when you cannot get access to the grand final, which is the game, the ultimate? It's a pointless exercise. And but no, hang on a moment. Being a member of a club doesn't guarantee you a ticket to the grand it final. Should. Want to it should. Ba- you support. You? But I, in Melbourne, it may be a bit different to Sydney. It's oh, a different... Really, oh, no, no, but hang on, Col- Don. Let me just ask you. How many members of Collingwood are there, roughly? There's over a hundred, I think, a hundred and four thousand. Doc. Okay, how many seats are there at the MCG? Now, hang on a minute. I tell you what guarantees someone. I'll tell you what guarantees someone a ticket at the grand final, Doc. If we have, I'm about to tell you. If we have people of importance in this community can write to the. president of a football club and ask for two tickets for Colin because the man of great importance uh, called uh, Dr Ben Fordham has requested them and Colin's going along and about 100,000 others are going because you, like anal, getting his son into the Qantas lounge, you have just, uh, you have jumped the queue on behalf of Colin because who would knock back the great Dr Ben Fordham for fear of retribution on his well 
publicised Australian broadcasting thing that he does. You have jumped the queue beautifully, Doc, and good on you. Well, you know what? I'd like to apologise to absolutely nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Here you are taking up the cudgel for those people who do welcome to country, Uh, and uh, you've got all these other poor people that pay their money, scrimp and save. Incidentally, my next of kin, my in-laws, want to go to the grand final, and I can't get them a ticket. (laughs) That's that's 12 12 tickets you you need. Do you think you could ring (laughs) Jeff Brown and see if you can snare a couple of others for me. Now, Doc, I want I, to ask you this. I, I should just I should just point out, for the benefit of any Collingwood fans, we did pay for the tickets. Of course. They were paid for. Yeah, face they were value. Paid for. They, were about, they were about 500 each, you know, so oh. I don't know where he'll be sitting. But oh. you know what? He, he's, he's, he's lived and breathed the, yeah, the club yeah. his whole life. Get Collingwood, so to pay, to get Collingwood to pay for the tickets. Now, now, Doc. I, I, I'd also like to pay my respects to Daniel Andrews. <laughs> now, I'm just, now, Doc, you've jumped the gun. I'm going to ask you this question. For, for, for the man who's resigned from the most corrupt and dishonest government probably in the history of the world, what have you made of it and what has New South Wales and your audience made of it, if anything? Well, you know what? In, in New South Wales, we weren't against Daniel Andrews as much as we were Mark McGowan in WA and Anastasia Palatine in Queensland because we wanted to go to WA and we wanted to go to Queensland. We didn't want to go to the most locked down state in the world. (laughs) So, you know, we were were almost watching on with a degree of sympathy and the thing that's blowing all of us away in New South Wales, you you would never have survived as Premier uh, in New South Wales if someone had have done to New South Wales what Daniel Andrews did to Victoria with all of the lockdowns and all of the missteps and all of the mistakes, but he just manages to get away with it. But I think the moment when people thought, oh, hang on a moment, is he deciding that enough is enough? When he was photographed sucking on a durry, well done. I reckon yep, that's the one. I reckon that was the moment when he let his guard down. He's obviously thought, all right, well, I don't know how long he's been a smoker, but he's clearly been hiding it for a long time. That was the moment when he thought, okay, I'm out of here so I can afford to relax a little bit. No, I think the pressure may be there and he went for a cigarette. Yeah, well, what, you, should get, you, you should get him some of your medicinal cannabis that you boys have, have been using. Could, I wouldn't could, do could anything I be, for Could it. I be the devil's advocate, Doc? What is wrong with the Premier having a cigarette? Nothing. Well, what, well why, what, is it be, why is it being disclosed for this period of time? What, what he censored well, when, every photograph that's... Well, so what? He doesn't want to be seen smoking because people say it's a b- bad health uh, risk and that, but if he smokes, there's millions of people smoking. What, what does it matter if the Premier has a cigarette? But he was no, running I mean, down... He was running down Philip Morris and all the smoking companies. Oh, yeah, but no, no one really cares. I was, I was just making the observation that I think that that was a sign... That, that this is a bloke who oh, yes. wasn't being as protective of his public image anymore because for years he would never have stepped outside where someone could have photographed him and put a, a durry in his mouth. It was only when he decided, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here anyway so I can afford to let my hair down. But the reality is if you're a, a well-known person and, you, and someone photographs you having a cigarette um, and it's unusual, chances are, uh, someone's going to publish it somewhere. So, so now, Doc, could it just for the sake of this, um, I know I took a belting from you and delighted to take a belting from someone who uh, looks at uh, the lateral side of uh, what's going on. Would you say, in retrospect, 
that just that little simple sentence that we mentioned last week on this podcast got that got the attention of the nation. Do you think it has done anything to enhance the uh, attitude of the overwhelming majority of people agree with what I said, even though I might have said it uh, not as subtly as I should have? Oh well, look, I, I Sam, I think people. I don't want you to praise me. Don't worry, Sam. <laughs> that won't be happening. I think people had already decided, black and white, many, many millions of people, that the welcome is being overdone. It's losing its significance. When Why you, hasn't you anyone said it then, like you? Well, they have. They have. I mean, I was talking to Noel Pearson about it on air a month ago. When you have a shopper docket, like at Coles, I don't know whether you guys have got Coles in, in Melbourne, you call it something strange, don't you, like Safeway or something? No, we got like Coles, that, Doc. No, okay, but when you go to Coles, well, we've had Coles shopper dockets that when they give you your receipt, on the back of the receipt is a, an acknowledgement of country. When you're landing on a Qantas plane and there's an acknowledgement every time you land. Uh, when you go on a Zoom meeting and, and there's yeah. an acknowledgement on a, on a Zoom screen before you can log on. I mean, that's clearly a sign that it's being overdone. Uh, your comment certainly would have uh, encouraged people to, to consider the issue. And I reckon as time goes on, I think that people will realise that there's a time and a place, and the time and the place isn't always every time. So would you think the actual word booing was the trigger, was the trigger that got people, because uh, no, I didn't hear uh, your comment and discussion with Noel Pearson make uh, public headlines around the nation. Would you think the word booing got people's attention, and in that case it was an extremely well-placed word? Sam, you get attention all of the time, whenever no, you don't. speak, wherever you go, you always get attention because you, you tell people how you really think. And I've got no issue with that. There are millions of things that I agree with you on. There are millions of things I don't agree with you on. And that's why I, I, I sent you the note just to let you know, hey, I... you might want to have a think about think about the poor person who's standing up there on the stage. If you've got an issue with Gil McLaughlin or Daniel Andrews, you can take it up with them, but but I just think that the person who happens to be standing there on the stage or or in front of the microphone, you've just got to keep in mind they've got a mum, they've got a grandma, they've yes. got a son, they've got a daughter, and you know if I they're hope, standing in front of a, a national audience and being embarrassed and shamed, I don't think it's good for the I individual. I hope you will continue to critique me because that will make me all the richer, and because I'm just a, I'm an older man, but I can do with some guidance from young, upwardly mobile, sensible people. Doc, can I wasn't ask? It wonderful, wasn't it wonderful when we were able to catch up for dinner recently in Melbourne, all of us? Oh, we did. We gave the hot water bottle stuff a nice workout last week. Oh, I heard that. Now, oh, wow. Ivan, do you know what Ivan's done? And I haven't, I haven't called you out on this yet, Ivan, because no, I haven't. wanted to wait until now. Uh, I, I received a parcel in the post, right? Because I, I revealed that I sleep with my wife, but also a hot water bottle during the, during the mm. colder periods of the year. You guys took the piss out of me about it. So during the week, there was a delivery to my home. It's a hot water bottle cover sent by Ivan. It you was. sucko. You sent him a hot water bottle. Well, cover. I was half Why of it. Why didn't you send him an electric blanket? <laughs> How did you know his address? <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, I'm mate, <laughs> don't worry. What? He sends me all of my briefing notes so I know what to say on the podcast. <laughs> Is he coming up for Christmas dinner with you, lunch this I'm, year? I'm cooking. <laughs> Oh. That's a very good idea, but you know the the, the dinner was a really good opportunity to catch fantastic. up. And, you know and, that you know, 
You know yeah. that uh, you know that little video you did of me walking through the roller door, and uh, oh, yeah. that has you wouldn't believe yep. how six. I'm looking over at our producer over here, who is Sue. Uh, you wouldn't believe uh, how many how many looks did that how many views did that get, Sue? Hundred and fifty thousand it got, uh, which is ex- wow. uh, it's extraordinary. <laughs> Only because you, Doc, you they saw your melon on it and they said that's what the Doc looks like. And how how well are we going? Because you come on this podcast and rip the shit out of me and Don and oh, tell everyone how to live their life. It's fantastic, and we appreciate you know, it. You know what? The great thing about that that dinner is that you know life's short. You never know how long we're going to be here, and when you when you enjoy catching up with people who've got all different opinions and life experiences, and they like to pat each other on the back from time to time, and they like to take the piss out of each other the rest of the time. Yeah. To sit around the table, Peter Ford dropped in. Fiona was there. Fiona uh, Byrne. What about what, Rebecca how good did Madden Re- dropped in too? How you know, good did Rebecca was, look on the Brownlow? My Holy moly. Holy Jesus. She looked sensational. She looked like well, a Victoria's Secret So model. she didn't look that good at the dinner? Well, no, she I looked thought she looked dinner. amazing at well, the dinner. Well, now, hang on. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying that obviously you didn't think she looked all that good at the dinner. What a ridiculous analogy that well, is, Well, you Don. just said she looked terrific. She did. She was mm. done up. Like, Doc. Doc, could you, mm. just as we leave, could you snare a couple of grand, granny tickets from Jeff Brown for a few people I've got uh, on the waiting <laughs> list down here? If you could just get them, I'll, uh, money's no object. If you could just get a couple, I'd be interested. How is it that some random in Sydney is able to get better access oh, oh, Doc, to the come AFL? come on, please, That's please. That's exactly what I Doc, just said. To one of, to compared to one of the AFL Doc, legends. Doc, you're I mean, bigger than big, my friend. No, that you is, know what? I mean... A casual observer might come to the conclusion that you've alienated so many people in your life. No, no, no. You you underestimate (laughs) yourself, Doc. A casual observer, Doc, would might say that you've exerted your extreme Mm, influence and put some pressure, some pressure on the main man down here for fear of retribution. If you don't do it, you'll just you'll get a slagging on your show. Exactly. You've you've blackmailed him. Here's a bit of a lesson. Here's a bit of a lesson. Do you know why Jeff Brown gave me the tickets? No. Okay. When Eddie Maguire became the boss of Channel 9 and Jeff Brown moved to Sydney as well as part of that because both of them moved from Melbourne to Sydney uh, to run the Nine Network, my dad reached out to Jeff and Eddie and said, listen, you're coming to Sydney. Why don't we meet on the first Friday you're here at the pub? And if there's anyone that you want to meet, anyone I can introduce you to, anything that I can do to make your, your move to Sydney smooth, then I'll do it for you, right? And I remember at the time I said to Dad, what are you doing that for? And he said, well, I don't know. You, it's, it's good to help people and it's good to be friendly and you never know. Well, when Jeff sent me a note back to say, we're organising the tickets, he did say, I'm happy to help because your old man is an effing legend and you're not so bad either. Oh. So... Jeez. I'm very, very Jeez, proud of the fact that it's a brotherhood oh. of it's a brotherhood this is of making me spew. It's a brotherhood <laughs> of listen. quid pro quo. Oh, uh, God. No, hey, listen. Oh. It's called being a good no, person, and maybe you should right. give it a try oh, once in a not, while. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Well, we've Don and God. I. No, Don and we I, can't even get into the line. We can't even get tickets ourselves. We can't. Don and I have played 600 yeah. AFL VFL games. We can't get a sniff. We can't, I can't get, get, get to into the, the, the function. I know. 
noticed Uncle Tom Cobley, who did the welcome to country at the Brownlow, sat behind the main man who might have won it. Uh, we can't even get an invite to it. It's not who you know, it's, it's how you treat people. Oh, oh it's thank who you. you know. I'll, I'll write that down. <laughs> I'll write it down. <laughs> Colin. Now, hey, now, Ben, you've got a big night up there tonight oh. with the Dally M medals for the NRL. A friend yeah, the Dally M's. Yep. And then, and, and then obviously we've got the NRL grand final this weekend. So I think uh, I think the Penrith Panthers will beat the Brisbane Broncos in the NRL grand final. Ooh. Collingwood will come out on top in the AFL grand final. No. And in two weeks from now, we will meet again on this wonderful podcast. Good on you, Doc. And tell Colin he should give the tickets back and give them to someone who's worthy of them. <laughs> Good on Love you, Doc. Boys. You're a star. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 There we go. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, ciao Bye-bye. Ciao, Bye-bye. I'll turn that off. He's off. He's off. Ron, yeah. Well, how about that? Could you eat like a couple of tickets, wouldn't you? See if you can... I'm going to ring Jeff up. See if I, I've got people. I've got a waiting list as long as me arm for tickets, Don uh, and Ivan. Um, so there we are. Now we should give some shout-outs, Don. Are we going to? We're, 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 yeah, no, we're going to yeah, give some. Or we shout take outs a now. break? No, because no, we're not. We only do three segments. Okay. Uh, we've been doing this for. No, well, a shout-out. No, we're going to do push on with what you want to speak about because then we've got Stan Dryden coming in, an Indigenous man who's going to play the. Didgeridoo, and he's going to tear me a new one. He's not. He's a very good man, Stan, and I'll give my view of what I said, and he will give his view about the Indigenous angle, and it'll be fantastic, Don. So go on. Well, the first uh, shout-out is Bruce Hocking from Bendigo. Now, Bruce is a Hawthorne supporter, but he's also a great listener to this podcast. And it's... Could you give some clarification because I gave a shout out to a new listener in London or England. Yep. Uh, Lyndall Newton yeah. Early. Go on. And she was shocked when she got there. She was in the gymnasium yes. apparently, nearly dropped off weight. She wants to know what a steeplechaser is. Steeplechaser used to be a thoroughbred but is trained off and now is out to pasture or is just trained right off. Used to be a thoroughbred, but now just... No, and it still is a thoroughbred. No, steeplechaser is not a thoroughbred. Yes, they are. Well, I'm sorry. Don, if you ask the question, uh, a steeplechaser uh, a steeplechaser used to be a thoroughbred, but is now trained off now and is either out to pasture or in a paddock. Now, Don, uh, also, before we go on, we've got the chicken in here. The chicken, Nixon. He, uh, uh, he he just needs to say something. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I he thought we were getting a sign made up: ban the chicken. Yeah, you tried to, but I bashed you with it over the head. Yeah. So this is the chicken. Go on. This you'll be because you're part of this too. So this is why you'll be you're coming along to this. Yeah. So go on, chicken. Oh well, just firstly, but what you said before about the uh, welcome to ceremony up in Brisbane, you know that was fake audience noise. It wasn't the actual real crowd. Chicken goes bang. But no, hang anyway. On, hang on a minute. Just don't come in and make wild stuff. What was that? The Say actual, what you said then. The actual crowd noise, and it's been was super doing this for two super years. Imposed, the the broadcasters put on fake audience noise, booze, shouts, doesn't matter. How do you know this? This is another oh, conspiracy anybody theory. Anybody who listened to it with half a brain would oh, know that, Don. Oh, you, this is your assumption. You don't know oh. this for a fact. Uh, I do know it for a fact. All I right. spoke oh. to someone at the broadcaster. All right. Good. All right. So there you so go. So you saying the, the crowd noise and the booing and the shouting is all just made up? Yeah, total crap. It's, it's, it's just uh, righto. Yeah. Now, what are, you, what are you saying now? No, I was just saying, I was just going to say again about our breakfast on Saturday, which you and Dane Swan are doing with comedian Doug Chappell, is being and uh, streamed coming. live. 
And Don's making a special guest appearance. He's going to wear a flag on joking. his head. You'll be coming. Where you is can't it be at? serious. You'll be coming. Where is it? It's a Pier Hotel. Where is that? Pier Hotel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pier. 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 P-I-E-R. Not P-W-E-R. Sold out. Sold out. Have I got to pay? You, you don't nah. have to pay. How much is a ticket? We'll pay you. Well, we're oh, going to well, get sold some out. from Jeff Brown. Oh, you've sold out. It's sold yeah. out. We, so you? why are you on here plugging it if you're sold out? Because people who can't make it from Perth and Darwin want to see it, so we're streaming it, and you go to oh, streamzone.com.au. Get the doctoring Jeff Brown. He'll and get trust you some me, tickets this is going to the huge. function. What, what, the Pier Hotel yep, Jeff Brown? Yeah, yeah. he would get the doctoring him. Doc can get tickets anywhere. Okay. So if you want to watch it live and you're somewhere other than being there at the live event, you can go to streamzone.com.au. So who, 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 you've got, Streamzone. You've got Streamzone. his lordship on the panel. Yes, with Dane Swan. Dane Swan too. I've got Doug Chappell Jr., who's a leading comedian in Melbourne. Right. Very funny man. And I'm hosting it myself. And you'll come and along, you won't you? And you can come no, along. You must be joking. Well, We'd I'll love tell you to have you off the interchange, Ben. I won't tell you now. I'll tell you off air you while you... You may. I've got black Yeah, you've got a... That's the trouble with you. No, it's not. You're a control freak. No, it's <laughs> not. Don't be stupid. You are. Now, um, Don, anyway. so Kate Save. Oh, yeah. What's that got to do with Ricky? Well, I'm, I'm you, off. I'm going. Oh, you're off, are you? I've got to go. I've got to Don't go. Leave that hat too behind that bucket oh, hat. You, you can't won't be even serious. Give me a free hat. You can't no. be serious. You you're wearing a red t shirt. You're no, a suck off. Take, take, take it. Take it. What? Where's it? This is the sign Come one. here, Ivan. This is a sign one by Sam Newman. Oh, well, you can't have that. No, I can't have that one. No, no. Come here, oh. Ivan. Fuck oh. off. See you, boys. Right. Yeah, uh, see you, Rick. Um, Ivan, read out the shout-outs from Michael Christian Men's Michael Hey, Rick, did you know the new Premier from Victoria? She came from Bendigo. Oh, does she? Just sent her Alan. Oh, I used to date her. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, did you hear that? <laughs> The he chicken used, used to date. No. Just Cinderella. You're not serious, Holy you? shit. Uh, that should disqualify her from taking any public office just forthwith. Now, n- now, um, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Kate Save. Kate Save. No, what, what, why did I mention? Uh, well, I used out. a food on the weekend. I was sure I couldn't bother going down the now street, she, so did, I just did, went did and you, got my dim sims. She's got a, a, a special out, hasn't she? What was it? I'll see, There's I'm, specials I'm all the time with Kate. You've Ivan's, got to get onto her website. I know what I meant to say. Be Fit Food. Yep. I know what I meant to say. Because there's plenty I'm of I'm going specials. to find the specials out while Ivan's, You find it. Just I'll, a minute. Michael Christian has been inundated with the no hats, with the hats with no on them. Uh, you think I'm making that no, up? No, I know. I know, I know this is a fact. This is so, true. So, Ivan, you give the shout-outs yeah. that uh, Mick sent in. I'm going to find Kate Saves uh, specials uh, that we mentioned last week. All right. So we've got a couple of boys from uh, 2AY in Albury-Wodonga radio station. Uh, Blake E. Scott. And George Goody. So the station takes the feed from Neil Mitchell's program from 9am to 12. And then the boys are on after that. They've bought four no caps. So, uh, yep, good they luck to them. Run, he has seriously... Yeah. Because uh, w- w- I was They've on run out of material. Because uh, this time t- uh, tomorrow, the la- last week on Thursday, I was asked to go on... Uh, 3AW with Tony Jones and he, we went through this and we mentioned michaelchristianmenswear.com and he said it's been extraordinary, the listening audience that AW have for a start, but he, he has seriously run out of material, caps, 
brochures, uh, not brochures, uh, uh, the livery. Well, why mention it if he's run out? Well, he's putting, more pressure, putting more pressure, trying how to... How successful... He's still taking orders. Is, is he still taking orders? <laughs> he's still taking orders. And there's one other person... He's going to be like Qantas. <laughs> He'll be selling false... <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, Gaza, who listens in from a place called Chiang Mai in Thailand. Chiang, that's over in... Exactly. Yeah, that's an overseas country. Um, where's Kate Save? Find, find the email, that, uh, the text that Kate Save sent you, and I'll read out. Well, you've you confiscated re- my phone. I don't know where my phone's oh, gone. Well, Don, just put it on silent. That'll oh, be a good oh, idea. So I was going to talk to Dr. Thanks. Ben and say to him, a guy that a guest we've had on here, Dally Messenger, yeah. he's up in Sydney. He's flying up there currently to... The um, first celebrant, first person to in, introduce celebrancy... Uh, you know, celebrancy means no. Don't say it. it means not rooting, Don. That doesn't mean that at all. It means celebrancy means that he started out uh, non-religious um, marriages. Correct. You know, what so do he's, you call it? He's giving out the medal tonight. And Shelley upstairs, she's a great celebrant. She does. Uh, what do you call it? Um, not non-religious. What do you call it? Non, non-denomination. No, uh, marriage celebrants. Uh, Shelley upstairs is a great celebrant. The English language she's is very yes difficult, voter. isn't it? What? How would you teach somebody the she's, English she's language? Yes, for the uh, for the boys. But, but you got listen. Answer my question. Yeah. The English language is very complicated. We're talking about celibacy. Yes. And then we're talking about celibates. Now, yeah. isn't that the, one of the same? Do you know why it's complicated? Why? There's five different ways you can use the word poor. Um, isn't that extraordinary? And bastard, the word bastard, depending on the tone and what, what you say, it can be used as no, an adjective that's verb. Just or just fucking you, stupid man. Yeah, what's the <laughs> point of having a fucking com? That's bullshit, Don. Bastard is spelt B A S T A R D. Yes, but it can be used as a noun, an adverb. I'm not saying that. Poor is spelt five different ways, and it's still well, pronounced. Well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh well, fuck. that's the point of me telling you, you fucking idiot. Poor can be spelt five different ways. Bastard is spelt one way, and it's spelt S-C-O-T-T, Scott. That's how you pronounce bastard. Now, poor is spelt five different ways and pronounced the same. That's why the English language is has idiosyncrasies in it. What are the five? Thank God Dumb you're ass. around. Thank God you're around to straighten it out. Now, Don, do you know what we had tremendous response? Oh to? no, no, you had. This podcast, we are a team, Don. There's oh. no I in oh. team. Do you, know <laughs> you we, are. do you know what we had tremendous response no, tell to? tell me. Do you remember I told people last week how to parallel park a car? Oh, no, please. Uh, Don, I get these messages. Oh. I had several saying, thank you so much for the instruction on how to parallel park a car. I've never been able to do it before and I listened to you on the podcast (laughs) and I banged the car straight in to a slot out in the street and I thank you so much. That's A and B. Do you remember we told you that you never look over your shoulder when you're going to see if you're going to pull out the parcel? No, you said it. You're an expert. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Uh, I said you set your wing mirrors out as far as they can go on both sides and then you either check the rear view mirror or the wing mirrors. You no need to take your eyes off the road. And they said, that is a tremendous piece of instruction. I've never known that before. And now I pass and move from lane to lane without checking over my shoulder. That goes for the intellect of people who listen to this show. (laughs) 
this was my now. Listen, can, can we just get back to a little bit of sh- common sense? The sport that we made our or we played. Uh, I watched the other night the Collingwood. There was GWS. Collingwood and uh, GW, and I've said it. I've touched on it before. I do not understand what goes on. They come out an hour before the game. They go and warm up. They go back into their rooms. They have a pre-match address. They'd have to surely do another warm-up to get warm because they'd cool down. They run out onto the ground. It takes about 20 minutes from the point they run onto the ground. There's national anthems. There's this. There's that. There's another warm-up. And the other thing that I looked at was the way they approached it. They flashed onto the Collingwood team just as I flicked. I had to turn it off. A couple of the players were smiling. What's that done? A couple of the players were smiling. Could have been wind. Prior to running or in the warm-up. I turned it... That turned me off. That turned me off, so I flicked across to the rugby. No one's smiling there. Exactly right, Johnny. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Whoa. And I caught them coming down the race, the aisle... And it was the way that you approach your sport. Those Don't smile. Sport, no, they were tuned right That's in, the way psyching you themselves this up. Podcast Just shut up, you idiot! And they walked out onto the ground. There was none of this razzmatazz of welcome to country, grand, you know, national anthems or whatever else. They Wasn't did. They, didn't they have that? Just, of course, they did. They yeah. just, they did not. Oh, well, the national, the rugby, the NRL didn't have. Welcome I to did country. not see it on. Whatever night it was, Friday night. Hard to believe. They ran out onto the ground. They both teams got in a circle, put arms on shoulders, and showed respect. Oh, they weren't showing. Just shut up for a moment for somebody. Tantamount to smiling, Don. I think his name was Daniel Moore. He was the first Indigenous rugby player to represent Australia. He passed away. Showed respect. Oh, will you just shut up? And then the game was on. So there so was not did. the razzmatazz that there is in our game. Thank goodness for that. You see sport as it really is. Well, and I, the approach of those rugby league players is the way that you should approach instead of the way these guys do. I saw Maynard pick up Tony, what's it, Toby Green Toby, yep. off the ground, lifted him up and helped him up to his feet. These blokes what, are not what serious. What should they have done? Anyhow, Don, I couldn't agree with you more about how to present a game of football by not having... I couldn't agree with you more. Coming out, warming up, the umpires go out, bounce the ball, they run around the ground wanking at everyone. The players have shots for goal. The first time you should see the people who represent your club is when they run through the race, go to their positions, they can warm up in the rooms, they've got the rooms are as big as the football ground, they can do all the bicycle work and the stretching and the running and the aerobics, run out, take their place, bounce the ball and get on with it. It That Eric's expectation that used to be there when it was, you just couldn't, Remember when you had to be there. You had to be there to experience. You can't explain the atmosphere that builds up prior to the teams. You running out, you know, in in days gone by. Do you remember when they used to tape up the front of the race, and the first time the captain would break through the tape, Don? And let's hope Andrew Dillon will will actually address how to present this game. 
pull back from the bullshit about the welcome to country. The new man, uh, sweep out McLaughlin. He's had his time. He was a disaster. I don't care what you say. He did nothing to enhance the uh, fortunes of this game. Uh, get a new man in and try and present the game properly and get on with trying to marshal the game rather than telling people how to live their lives. And could I just say something for the preamble that's coming up? They've got Kiss coming out. I watch the thing, I watch YouTube religiously every night, it's got me in, and I came across a thing called Pub Choir. Now, the conductor, the arranger is Astrid Johan, uh, Jorgensen. Astrid Jorgensen, they go around the world, they were uh, been yep. everywhere. And these people in the audience participate. Why couldn't they do something with regard to that or look at it because Port Adelaide are doing it uh, they sing the NXS song prior to the game. They could do something here. What is wrong with you? Go ahead. I am being distracted. I'm, I'm trying to see why you are coming faint on the module here. Uh, it's either you've pulled something out of the back of the... Uh, you've been fiddling around with the monitor here. I've been watching you. Don, it's on camera. <laughs> if you, you, You've been fiddling around... You, you've got the concentration... Because the headphones are not working. If you why. were across because technology, a little younger instead of... We're now of waiting for Stan Dryden to come in. Who? We're going to... Stan, Stan, the Aboriginal Indigenous man. Very successful man. Friend of ours. I hope he's still a friend of ours by the end of this. He will be because he's a moderate, sensible man. And uh, and he might... Uh, br- you can side with him. You, why don't you gang up on me? So we're going now and we're going to play the uh, song. And thank you very much. And uh, thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. Mm-hmm. 